This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. Today we're talking about payday super. Unpaid superannuation is equivalent to wage theft. The ATO estimates there was about $3.4 billion in unpaid super between 2019 and 2020. The government's response to this is to ensure super is paid on payday, which will come into effect from 1st of July 2026. This amendment will look to benefit the retirement incomes of millions of Australians. ISA actually predicts the change will add around 55,000 to balances at retirement. I'm joined today by independent consultant and advisor Stephen Huppert to discuss what this change will mean for the industry and population. Stephen, thank you for joining me. A pleasure, Cassie. Nice to be with you. So the government has opened up consultation and is seeking feedback from the industry and stakeholders. Let's start with super funds. How do you think it will be received and how could it directly impact the business operations and everyday running of funds? Well, overall, the superannuation industry is going to see this as a a positive. Many funds uh, have got processes in place to try and encourage employers to pay more regularly, and they absolutely see the benefit to their members to be able to receive contributions more more regularly. So from an industry perspective, I'd be very surprised if there's anybody in, in the superannuation industry that doesn't think it's a good idea. Um, in terms of impacts on the industry, um, there'll be very little. Most of the impacts will will sit with the employer and the um, uh, various other payment mechanisms. That's really interesting. I was just thinking that, you know, super funds might need to build out resources and perhaps hire more staff to make sure they're compliant with this new framework. And that might lead to more industry consolidation, considering smaller funds might not have the capital or ability. Do you think that we'll see that? No, very unlikely. Um, there's going to be very little impact on the funds directly. Mm-hmm. Um, if we think about the collection process, the contribution collection process, they'll already have processes in place that collect contributions. Um, many super funds will have um, employers already paying monthly, even though most will be paying quarterly. And the other thing to remember when we're thinking about the smaller funds most of the small funds will have an external third-party administrator, and it's the administrator that does all the work collecting and processing contributions. So I don't see there being very much impact on the funds themselves from a resourcing perspective. Yeah, so from from a processing resource perspective, there'll be very little change on the funds themselves. Okay. It will certainly impact employers, no doubt, but do you think that will be a positive impact? Yeah, so look, it, it certainly will have an impact on employers. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, there are always some employers that see superannuation contributions as a bit of a cash flow balancing item and they um, don't necessarily pay when they should. And there's certainly plenty of evidence that there's a lot of unpaid super. You mentioned some figures earlier. And we, we know that there are businesses going, when they go out of business, one of the big liabilities often left behind is unpaid superannuation. So when the government released the consultation paper, they did highlight um, some, some advantages for employers, one of the key ones being that it would be easier for the employer running the business because their liabilities wouldn't build up 
quarterly, they'd only build up over the month. So there, there are some benefits to employers, but as I said, most of the benefits will go through to the employees slash members. Definitely. It's um, a few years away yet. Why do you think they've pushed out to 2026? Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing because of the impact on on members. And you quoted earlier ISA with some numbers showing how members will be so much better off. Mm -hmm. I suspect the main thing is to keep the employers happy. Um, The employers will have to change. Some of the employers who are currently only paying quarterly, even though they might pay payroll fortnightly or monthly, they'll have to adjust their payroll systems. Uh, Many employers will use third-party payroll systems, so it'll be up to those third parties to adapt their payroll systems to payday super. So I suspect that's why they've given um, quite a significant lead time um, to be able to comply. Do you think that's enough time for industry super funds included there to be compliant to the new framework? Well, from a superannuation fund perspective, absolutely. Um, as I said, you know, I'd suspect super funds would be very happy if it was even earlier, um, maybe 25 rather than 2026. 20, from a from an employer perspective, I'm not, you know, I don't know enough about payroll systems to, um, but I wouldn't have thought paying super with salary will require significant changes to payroll systems and to employer payroll processes. After all, they already submit. Um, payroll to banks, so they just need to be able to submit superannuation with payroll to super funds. The ATO will likely have more flexibility going forward and greater powers. Do you think these proposed changes will increase the compliance burden for employers and super funds? Um, Unlikely for super funds. Um, As I said, you know, a lot of super funds already do have unpaid super processes in place and IFS industry... um, Fund Services has an unpaid super uh, collection process already, so I suspect there's no additional changes to um, the funds. From an employer point of view, there will be some uh, initial setup costs, but once they've got the setup costs done, which are mostly going to be with payroll providers, I wouldn't have thought um, there'd be a lot of extra compliance overheads. Certainly from an ATO perspective, the ATO will, will have more powers to chase down unpaid super, which I think is a good thing and I think the industry would see as a good thing. Um, and there'll be a lot more focus on the ATO doing that job properly. Well, it sounds like a bit of a win-win all round then. Oh, that's certainly how I see it. Um, and if we're thinking about the purpose of super is trying to maximise members' outcomes in retirement, um, making sure that contributions are paid in a timely manner and with payroll uh, will certainly um, go some way to improving members' outcomes. Brilliant. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Pleasure, Kezi. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 